0: Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now here's today's guest. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Digital irresistible podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Stan Phelps. Welcome Stan.
1: Great to be here, Bernie.
0: Great to have you Stan. Stan, As a keynote speaker and workshop facilitator for numerous brands, you consistently deliver the message that purposeful, differentiated experience wins the hearts of employees and customers, and that differentiation ultimately boosts loyalty, retention, referrals, and bottom-line results. And you also say that differentiation isn't just about what you say, it's about what you do and more importantly, how you do it and why you do it. You leverage your collection of more than 5,000 case studies to engage the audiences that you speak to with practical ideas that inspire action. Stan, on this episode, I'm excited to discuss with you the IDEA model, an acronym for your method to communicate how to adopt and implement DX, Differentiated Experience. But Stan, as you know, we always wanna begin with your backstory. Tell us your backstory. How did you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, thanks, Bernie. I I spent two decades in marketing. I started on the agency side with a group called IMG. Then I went to the brand side. I worked for some pretty big brands, Adidas, uh, the New York Yankees, uh, the PGA of America. And then I went back to the agency side to a group called Synergy, that did experiential marketing. Um, And this was back in the early 2000s, I was doing larger than life type of experiences. And this was during the advent of social, I saw things changing so quickly in marketing. And I had kind of a moment of truth back in 2009 about the idea that we never quite just meet the expectations of the customers that we serve. And it led me down um, a path to collect and crowdsource over a thousand and one examples of companies that purposefully go above and beyond to exceed the expectations of their customers. Um, And that led to my first book called The Purple Goldfish. And now that's just one of over a dozen uh, books in a series about creating a differentiated experience.
0: That's awesome. Well, I love the fact that you leveraged the color purple. You leveraged uh, the the uh, the idea of a goldfish in all of your dozen or so books, and uh, you've just taken that into everything that you do as a speaker, as a trainer. So, Stan, let let's get into your idea model. As I said in the introduction, it's an acronym, and the acronym stands for inquire, design, evaluate, and advance. So take us through that, beginning, of course, with the first one, Inquire.
1: Sure. So Bernie, if you want to improve the experience that you provide for your customers, you know where do you start? And for me, it it, it all starts with trying to be able to drive insight and get close to the customers that you serve. So Inquire is where you start. It's a simple three-step process. Um, When I'm working with clients, we, we help kind of build around a persona of the customers that you serve, ideally your most valued customers. From there, we start to step into their shoes and think about the journey that they go on as a customer is how they relate to us as a brand and everything that they experience along the way. And we do that in order to uncover what I would call gaps or opportunities in the experience. So as a gap is kind of a a point of friction where we're not quite meeting the expectations of that customer, we need to kind of smooth out that part of the experience. And then there's what we call opportunities. And opportunities are kind of key moments within the experience that if we're smart, we can elevate the experience to to create a truly peak moment. Um, and so that's Inquire itself. I, I love this quote from the late Jack Welch, former CEO of GE he said, going forward, there's only two keys to competitive advantage. He said, one, you have to learn about your customers faster than your competition. He said, but that only gets you insight you then need to take those insights and put them into action faster than your competition. That kind of leads us to the D.
0: So that leads us to design. So we we've done the inquire. So now we've learned something about the customer experience and where the gaps where the opportunities are. And so now that leads us to design.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Design really starts. It's another three-step process with, kind of setting our focus. So we we can't do everything. So we taught when I work with my clients, it's like, how do we focus on our most damaging gaps? You know, those critical touch points within the journey where we're not quite meeting the expectation, we need to fix those things. But here's the thing, we can't just focus on maybe fixing and smoothing things out we also need to focus on our most promising opportunities. Where can we really raise and elevate the experience? And once we have set our focus on those things, our most damaging gaps and most promising opportunities, then we really need to start to ask big questions. And, And that's a whole process of really opening the lens to think about, you know, if we had a year to fix this, how would we do it? If we had a million dollars to fix it, how would we do it? If we had 10 minutes to fix it, or we had $10 of budget, how would we do, how would we do it? Um, if it was magic, you know, how would it actually happen? Um, so once we've kind of asked those big questions, we're then ready to start to brainstorm and design the ideas that will either address those gaps in opportunities. And that's, that's really where a lot of fun happens. That's figuring out the ways that we address those gaps and opportunities.
0: So Stan, if I understand correctly in the design stage, you put big constraints on the thinking and also minimal to no constraints and sort of everything in between. So that the thinking can really be, pardon my pun, unconstrained in the thinking. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We want people to really expand on, you know, and, and, and really think big, but also be grounded in reality. And before we start to brainstorm, we want to think about maybe how in other industries, how they've solved a similar issue. Um, Again, if it was magic, how would it work? We don't want to be constrained as we think about ideas to address those gaps and opportunities. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And I love your point about thinking in other industries as well. I think that's something that brands should be doing if they're not already doing is looking at other industries to uh, to get some ideas. At iCore, we love being accessible to your customers when and where they want. Seamless and easy, the way CX should be. Discover why top brands trust iCore for their omnichannel support. Smile with iCore. Learn more at iCore.com. All right. So, uh, are we ready to discuss
1: now? Evaluate? Yeah. So you've, you've now come up with maybe some great ideas, some fantastic ideas. Um, again, that's the most fun part of this idea framework, but then you need to take those ideas, your best ideas and step into what we call the evaluate phase and evaluate starts first internally. So we have to look within the organization and answer a bunch of questions, Bernie, things like what resources would it take to actually implement this idea, right? Do we have the bandwidth um, within the organization to actually, you know, pull off this idea? Um, and at the end of the day, do the cost of, of putting this idea together, are those costs You know, the benefits outweigh those costs. And so first, as we evaluate, we need to make sure just internally we have the capability to do it. The second part of the three-step process for Evaluate is what we call external validation, right? As much as we kind of stepped into the shoes of that customer and, and went on the journey with them and came up with these ideas, we've done it in a little bit of a vacuum. So we wanna take those great ideas and we wanna, whether we sit down in a focus group or we do surveys or maybe we have a customer advisory board, we wanna make sure we're validating what we feel about those ideas is actually what our customer thinks. And once we've done internal that internal assessment and that external validation, we're ready for the last step. And it's what we call the pilot phase. So how do we figure out creating kind of a minimally viable solution, right? Maybe take it to a certain market or do it in a very kind of you know crude way, but we need to test out that idea to make sure we're validating it. And once we've done that pilot, assuming the pilot is successful, We're ready for that last stage, what we call advance.
0: So before we get to advance, I'm wondering, I love the fact that the the validation happens both internally and externally. What's the risk, Stan, of skipping the external validation step?
1: You know, there's there's a huge risk. I mean, there's always a big disconnect between what we think and our customers actually feel. That's why I asked. Um, yeah. And so if we're doing things in a vacuum, we might even put stuff in pot in, a, in a pilot phase. We're not going to really, we should never get to that point until we've bounced the idea off of actual customers to validate our own thinking.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So we're ready for advance now.
1: Yeah, so advance is kind of where the rubber hits the road. You've done the pilot. You've validated that the, the idea that you've come up with addresses that gap or you know maximizes that opportunity. The three steps of the advance phase, and the first one is critical, you have to achieve buy-in for it, right? So you have to take the feedback that you've gotten from the pilot. You know, we all report to someone. We have to sell in that idea to get the budget and the resources to be able to, you know, effectively implement that idea. The second step is the idea of planning the rollout of that idea. So, how do we train our people up? How do we create the process and the procedures? Um, And then the third and last stage is sometimes overlooked but it may be the most critical, we have to determine from a measurement perspective how we're gonna measure that improvement to the experience. Because if, if it's not achieving what we actually set out to achieve, then why are we doing it? And so that process of measurement becomes a continual thing that then takes us back to that inquire phase and we kind of start the process on a continual basis.
0: So if I understand correctly, the advanced phase is really where we get final sign-off and we begin to roll things out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, we need to figure out um, to get the budget and the resources to actually pull off the idea. We have to make make sure that rollout to our teams is smooth as possible. And then ultimately, we have to set up a, a system of measurement to make sure it's achieving what we want.
0: Okay. All right, so, so that's the idea model, inquire, design, evaluate, and advance. To bring this full circle, Stan, we're of course talking about creating a differentiated experience. So why don't you give us an example?
1: When we think about the experience, I'll, I'll share one that we all have probably experienced ourselves, And it comes from hospitality and maybe going on a vacation and staying in a hotel. And so I love this as a great example. First, from an inquire perspective, you know, there was a, a new person that joined kind of a, a vacation group. This was a this was a an organization, Bernie, that did kind of these all-inclusive, typically week-long type of vacations for for their guests. And very quickly, from an inquire perspective, they actually stepped in the shoes and kind of secret shopped their own organization. They went on a holiday. Um, and what they found is people absolutely loved, you know, the week-long experience, but there was one thing that kept coming up as part of what they were hearing. And it was these guests on the final day of their vacation, you know, it left kind of a sour taste in their mouth. They would check out of the hotel, but they'd have time before they may you know, leave or catch their flight. And they just felt like second class citizens. You know, they didn't, you know, they didn't quite have access to the facilities. The staff had kind of moved on to new people coming in and they just felt a little bit forgotten. And based on that little bit of insight, they thought, well, how could we design a better experience for our guests? Because that that last moment, Bernie, is something that stays with us. It's you know that end of the experience is absolutely key, and so they came up with a bunch of ideas. And the one that they implemented was the idea of creating what they called Departure Beach, and this was a, a lounge that they created within the uh, the resort where those those guests on their last day would kind of have a place to kind of hang out um, and feel like they were still part of the experience and they left with that much better of a taste in their mouth um and it really capped off a great week um of experience
0: i I love that example stan the the word departures in it the the what was the second part of it departure beach right
1: Departure beach yeah
0: yeah so you still have that vacation feel in the name of that experience and it feels like an experience. Just the name itself feels like an experience. So, that's that's a great example. Love that example. Thank you. Well, Stan, uh, thank you for sharing the the idea method. And so, before we be- begin to to wrap things up and go to the fun question, let's. Uh, I want to ask you. You know, where can our audience connect with you online? Just learn more about what you've got going on in
1: your world. Great. Bess, I write each day on LinkedIn uh, under a hashtag called The1299. And so that's a great place to connect with me on LinkedIn, as well as my website is stanphelps.com. All right.
0: Thank you. Well, our listener knows that if you're watching the video, you're seeing it scroll along the bottom right now. And if you're listening on a mobile device or wherever you're listening, uh, it'll be linked up. Both of those would be linked up in our show notes. Just scroll down or scroll over and it's right there. Well, Stan, um, let's get to our fun question. You know, we have this tradition here on the Digitally Irresistible podcast. We want to know when you're not working, Stan, what do you like to do for fun?
1: I, this is, this is the silver lining of the pandemic for me, Bernie, Um, was golf. You know, the ability to get outside and exercise and and experience a little bit of nature. Um, I'd given up the game for a number of years because I had some physical issues. And um, I'm just like reignited and passionate. I've got two teenage boys and they've started to get into it. So it's just a nice ability for me to spend some quality time with my kids.
0: Fantastic. Love that. You know, my my experience with golf is very limited. I only play every once in a while. Uh, the one thing I, I know about the game is that, you know, in one outing, if you hit one ball well, you kind of get inspired to want to do it again. So I I, I can relate.
1: <laughs> that one
0: shot brings you back. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Stan, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're on the road a lot, teaching and conducting workshops and keynoting and all that. And so this idea model, this acronym for inquire, design, evaluate, in advance, to create a differentiated experience, as you said in your own backstory, it's something that brands really need to be focused on. And I love the example that that you shared, that whole departure beach example. It's just you know one of I'm sure many examples of where brands can implement. Uh, A model like this so that they can, in fact, create a differentiated experience. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us here today.
1: Glad to be on the show.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.